Welcome back to the Life of Cabri podcast with me, Serena Hussein, and my very special guest. I'm going to do my best to introduce them without any help from them whatsoever. Um, they, you, you'll um, recognise their voices. Hopefully, they're familiar voices who've been here before. D- Wait, hang on a second, Daisy. Have you been on the pod before? I don't think so. Fuck! What's going on? It's my first time. What the hell? Um, no. We recorded one. We did record we did, one. We did, and but it, it never went out. Only, it was, yeah, 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 and that's my bad. I'll explain that a little bit later. But listen, I have um, two incredible friends here as well as, and they've got so many titles and roles. It's going to be really difficult for me to kind of get that all together in a sentence. But essentially, they are the what you're saying team. Daisy is a poet a theatrical drama practitioner, as well as a senior participation manager. Manager? Yeah. Leader? <laughs> oh, shit. See, see what I mean? So many titles. You got it. Um, for, you for what you're saying. And we have founder and community changemaker, Humi, here as well. So uh, welcome, guys. Thank you for having Thanks us. For having us yeah. As always, even though you know what we're all in Croydon, but why is it always such an achievement when we actually mm-hmm. manage to come together like this? Yeah, that's good. Why is that? I think it's because we're well, friends and we yeah. just like we'd rather just natter on our own. I mean, we should probably have the podcast on running the <laughs> yeah, whole time when we time. have our dismantling conversation sessions. Dismantling. <laughs> um, so I've recently um, spoken to you guys here on the podcast. Um, about shame and I've also referenced what you're saying on social media because they have an event coming up pretty soon mm-hmm. um, and the subject around this month's London poetry and spoken word performance night is going to be about shame so it just made complete and utter sense to have Daisy and Humi here to have a slightly more in-depth and always unscripted conversation um we've had some talk about this already mm-hmm. and we've been talking about the usefulness of shame mm-hmm. actually is it something that we can use mm-hmm. to the benefit of ourselves and obviously I'm going to have a creative angle at this um to talk about how it could actually enhance our creative identity slash output um but is is shame useful well um yes in some circumstances but i think generally i would say there are other other go-tos that are more productive Mm. um for example if somebody feels shamed they might go into themselves um kind of blame their whole self Mm. rather than just looking at one issue the one issue that has caused the mistake or undesirable behavior it's hard to isolate just exactly so they just like burn their whole self rather than just burning that one (gasps) little thing whole self Mm -hmm. yeah um so i think maybe like guilt or um regret is something that's more kind of productive in the long run to be able to work through that thing and change it yeah i think that's a big thing isn't it there's a difference between shame guilt and embarrassment embarrassment what was it you explained that the other day yeah so um uh, so guilt is something where you make a mistake or you you have um undesirable behaviors and you um feel bad for that Mm -hmm. particular behavior 
um, embarrassment is more of a public thing yeah. where you uh, make a mistake and um, you feel embarrassed and like awkward about something that you've done, but it's not necessarily really wrong, you know? Mm. It's just mm. something that's silly, like falling down, you know? Oh yeah, um, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the bruises are just ugly right now. <laughs> Thank you, Daisy, for reminding me. <laughs> Let me um, but yeah, so, and then shame, like I said, is um, more about, I've done a bad thing, so I am a bad person. Yeah. And I think from yeah. that perspective, I don't, I don't see why shame is useful mm. because guilt and embarrassment, I feel like kind of covers in those scenarios where you should feel a bit bad about something that you've done or any of that stuff, that can be productive because that's something that you can then rectify mm. after you feel bad. There's yeah. something productive that can come from it. I don't think that there's really anything that's productive that comes out of shame. Yeah. It just kind of takes its toll on you and your kind of mental health and everything around it and your perspective. But I don't think that there's very much positive that comes out of shame. Mm. I wonder if there's if the opportunity to repair shame could be positive but then why have in the first place like who needs it in the first place i guess there's not really a choice in some Mm. occasions because of the way it's kind of like weaved into our society like you should be ashamed of yourself you know um so i think in some circumstances it can't be avoided yeah so and you yet in some circumstances it's kind of almost put on you i think Mm. Huma, you were talking about like a secondhand shame yeah so uh vicarious shame so it's basically kind of experiencing it might be that you don't feel shame about that thing yourself Mm. but actually it's the shame that other people might have around that thing that makes you feel and experience that same shame Mm. um which from a personal experience um as a kind of queer asian muslim woman Mm. i don't feel any shame about my sexuality personally yeah but knowing that the whole kind of wider family would and do, uh, I kind of take on that shame and that makes me want to not, you know, I care that it affects my mum, for example. She does care about shame and I've always been told that I have no shame in any situation. <laughs> uh, we love for that someone yeah. you care about, if you, if you know someone who you care about is going to feel ashamed by your actions, it makes you kind of take on that and feel kind of negative about that trait or whatever it is mm. um it's definitely something i've experienced in that sense and i find actually like i'd like to look in shame a lot more because i find that a, a lot of people's shame isn't their own it's mm. someone else's yes. like most people don't feel shame because they if you actually ask yourself do i feel ashamed of what whatever it is usually more times than not i think that the answer is no it's mm. usually stems from what other people will think yeah what will they think yeah 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 and you called that um vicarious Vicarious shame shame, which i thought was a really cool coined term (laughs) it is because it's probably occurs in our lives and perhaps even as women so much yeah Mm -hmm. so we don't even notice it i think it's so like at one of your um collective sort of meetings um we have these sort of scheduled and sometimes you have them just like impromptu and um it was really interesting to hear so many different incidents of that Mm -hmm. and just going through like even a list of the kinds of shame that women experience Mm -hmm. in particular um but you guys have have this event coming where you've got your featured poets Mm. and your open micers and they're all going to be sharing work Mm -hmm. all around shame yeah which is i'm actually super excited to hear how their experiences of shame and their opinion on shame mm-hmm. is going to come out through the artwork because mm. we've been having so much, so many like dialogues about it. Mm. It'd be really cool to like see actual edited 
pieces of, mm-hmm. of work Absolutely. that are really delving into that. And there's so many different perspectives on shame. Mm. You can look at it as shame on you. Like it might be that someone does a poem, shame on you, about something in particular. Mm. It could be, you know, the, it can be cultural shame. It could be mm. something about slut shaming, for mm-hmm. example. There's so many different ways and there's so many like small amounts of shame and larger amounts of shame that we hold in our lives that we don't deconstruct and we don't dismantle and we just hold it without actually really understanding it. Mm. So I'm really interested to see what people's perspectives are on it. I think it's gonna be a really interesting topic. Probably the, one of the interesting Probably one of the most ones. Mm. Um, your night, your London night is so inclusive. It's a really safe space yeah. for people to not only perform their pieces and to read their pieces, but for people to come and participate in the sort of it's a very safe experience yeah and i think to allow themselves to be vulnerable yeah and even in the conversations in the break or Mm. after the event um who have you got featured this month yeah good question (laughs) yeah (laughs) i absolutely know that off by heart um no i do um so we have who do we have so we have Haya, um who is a female artist uh joe ethnicity um who does lots of poetry kind of just about uh kind of making yourself changing your life for the better and kind of just positive affirmation mm. kind of stuff and dismantling kind of things that are currently wrong right. in society yeah. mm. um, um her tagline is it's all love it's all love yeah, yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. uh we have fisky um mm-hmm. who is uh a poet a flow poet um and talks a lot about um kind of uh addiction and things that he's kind of um, overcome overcome yeah. yeah absolutely and mental health in general yeah mm-hmm. mental health he's got a platform mind over matter which is fantastic yeah. uh, which is all about using uh, hip hop and spoken word and poetry to um, that's my point yeah. to dismantle was, to dismantle kind of mental another, health and process and yeah. heal um, I was going to say another popular London night yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so that's two um, and then we've got um, Luke AG who we've never actually had at our event yet okay. um, but seems like a fantastic poet I've seen lots of his work um, again dual ethnicity I think he's come from quite a small town and he's now living in London so a lot of his work kind of talks about just that journey of transition mm. and self-acceptance self-acceptance and, oh, wow. absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, and then our fourth artist Jamal. is Jamal, who is, am I allowed to swear? Absolutely. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he's, he's a comedian and poet in one and his poetry can be so abstract and so kind of like just off this earth sometimes and then just brings it back with such a key message or just something that just really leaves you thinking but he's done it in such a kind of hilarious way yeah like he's just taking you on this like really random that is the word for for jamal random Random, like random but with you know real content Mm. so it's gonna be really interesting we're really excited we've got a lot of a lot of different varying styles and poets with different content come in so and you have regular open micers as well don't you yeah yeah almost almost like your regular featured open micer yeah (laughs) yeah people are used to seeing them you know our regular audience members are used to seeing and following the journey you know of the open micers because we've had some that have come from like you know it's their first time reading a piece um to features you Mm. know our night that we we really like to see them grow and i think that's something our audience members really appreciate as well i think and that's quite testament to to the fact that your your night's been running for how many how long now uh it's about just over a year and a half now Mm -hmm. it feels like longer yeah it's got a real kind of collegial atmosphere Mm. i feel like people um actually genuinely follow 
what everyone's doing and mm-hmm. and follow everyone's development mm. and i think that you know you've you've always had subjects like shame that mm-hmm. are so impactful on us as humans but especially as creatives mm. that it's almost like a healing experience mm-hmm. yeah. because you don't feel alone mm-hmm. and yeah. shame is something that makes you feel so alone so alone Absolutely. so 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 alone well it's in our tagline isn't it our original tagline was raw a raw honest and inclusive poetry night mm. and it's because we care about the content we want the content to be something that really matters because mm. um, it's really easy to we could just have no theme and people could come and do whatever they want but we want to be able to challenge people to actually delve into things that they wouldn't normally delve into mm. and yeah. have that like dialogue going in an open space with people with different perspectives from different backgrounds and all just kind of hearing and learning and learning mm. yeah that's it that's it learns learning's a big one mm. right yeah because it actually there's so many things and there's so many sort of I don't know even even just hearing you describe identity mm-hmm. there's so many sort of I don't I don't want to say like I guess variations to how people number one see themselves but also present themselves mm-hmm. to the world that people are just not aware of mm-hmm. for whether it's their own fault or not but you don't often get a space where people are free to express exactly who they are but are also quite h- humble let's say to to share share themselves and who they are with an audience that doesn't know anything about them Mm. yeah and i think they're able to do that because we kind of put like a safety net um within the audience um in the form of a kindness policy Mm -hmm. right um so we kind of lay out all of the rules you know um, and they are rules because we don't want anybody to feel unsafe or unheld in the space Mm. um so it's just like you know it's just about having that like in place so that everyone knows once they walk into our venue Mm. they know know, what to expect we are an open and accepting space for everyone Mm. and if you can't fuck with that then we can't fuck with you it's as simple as that I wanted to call it don't be a cunt policy, but the rest of the team told me that's not a good idea. So. <laughs> it's a kindness policy. Yeah. That's what I call it. <laughs> Is that the one word I wasn't allowed to say on the podcast? No, I lo- it's my favourite word. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Marmite, I think. So you're the first one since 2016 okay. to say it. Bring it back. I like that title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm only going to celebrate you. I'm not going to shame you for yeah. saying <laughs> see you next Tuesday. Um, guys, we're going to see you next Tuesday. Because our event is on Tuesday. <laughs> see you guys next Tuesday. So, um, listen, we're going to talk some more. But for now, um, thank you so much for talking about um, shame, but not just here on, on the mm-hmm. podcast, but actually in real life, off offline and online your socials are what you're saying poetry on instagram and facebook lovely um so big big up yeah big up to you guys thanks so much daisy and Humi from what you're saying um and we're going to talk some more but for now guys um please do share your own thoughts and experiences when it comes to shame we've just touched upon it very slightly but i think we can definitely get into a deeper one um but if you're in london go check out this event I will be there. Yes. Yes. Tuesday, the 8th of October, 7 till half 10. You are just perfect, <laughs> aren't you? A project being Croydon. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right. You just heard it here. So um, I'll see you guys shortly. Nice. For more. <laughs> <laughs>